0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, May 16th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong, checks in this time, and you can hear it in the background, as he plans to board a plane at the New Orleans airport headed back to his native Indianapolis. Steve, how goes it?
1: Good morning, Daniel. Doing well. Thanks for having me on, as always. One of my favorite parts of the week as ours. Now, we don't want to talk about what you did the past few
0: days, which would be your more favorite parts of this week, but I digress. Here's what I want to talk about. There's been a lot of chatter about Julian Fleming, the standout wide receiver from Pennsylvania whose crystal balls are rolling headstrong towards Columbus. I'm trying to put together the dream team here, and I want a running back to go with such a recruit, and I have chosen Kendall Milton. He's good at football. Your crystal ball was recently turned to foggy, Please explain to me what you think of Kendall Milton as a player. Is he worthy of our desires here? And update his
1: recruitment and why you went foggy. He's a 220-pound big back that runs well and has been very productive and It's a top target for schools from coast to coast. I went foggy on my crystal ball because I do think Oklahoma led at one point in the spring. Now I actually have no idea where the Sooners stand. I don't really hear as much about them right now. Here a lot more Georgia. Here a lot more Ohio State. LSU's obviously in the thick of this one. Alabama. This one's a marathon. Ohio State's in the thick of it. And I pulled my pick back because I don't have a pulse for who the leader is right now.
0: So Oklahoma was, his, was always his early leader. Was that like his team growing up, or was that the team that just recruited him best at the start?
1: Well, I would say that Oklahoma's done a good job recruiting in the Fresno area. Obviously, what they've done on offense speaks for itself, and they've had him on campus, and he had a great visit. He was really high on the Sooners. And when he went and visited Ohio State earlier this spring, I thought Oklahoma was in pole position. He's taken a lot of visits since he's been to Norman, uh, Ohio State included. So uh, I don't know if if he's an Alabama lean, an LSU lean, a Georgia lean, Ohio State lean. I think that all those schools are in the thick of it for him. And so that's why I went foggy. But Oklahoma, they've done well in Fresno. Obviously, they've done well on offense. They've done well on the field. Um, Lincoln Riley does a good job. And maybe the best running back in the country last year before he got hurt, Rodney Anderson.
0: Why isn't USC involved in this? I'm always a little worried when we recruit a California prospect, especially a skill player that he's going to end up at USC. Is it just the lack of buzz with Clay Helton, et cetera?
1: I mean USC does not have any juice right now on the trail. Um, the Oregon finished number one in the Pac-12 last year for the first time. Twenty-four Seven Sports has been around. USC saw a lot of the big names in California head elsewhere, and and right now there's just not much juice. I haven't I haven't really talked about USC in a long time. You're the first person that asked me about USC in a while, which is kind of the state of where they're at uh, recruiting right now. Uh, but they, they have talent on their roster, so. Um, if they you know, they're they're always if they can flip it on the field, they'll certainly be formidable on the trail, but right now they're just not very sexy.
0: Let me just get this on the record here. I would not be surprised if in the next X number of months USC doesn't make an enormous offer to a certain coach who just semi retired and people can read into that what they want. Lord knows what we would do out there. I don't want to consider it.
1: I talked to another coach, a high-profile coordinator, that just talked about USC situation, though, and said from a facility standpoint and such that it's not an elite job, in his opinion. It's obviously still a really good job, and and the list will be long of people that that want to take it. But USC going toe-to-toe with some of these programs that we've already mentioned with kids now, uh, in California excited about playing in the SEC and places like that it would take a coach with that kind of juice maybe to flip it back of course winning though you know Clay Helton goes 12 and 1 this year and you know, we'll see what that does for him
0: yeah, if he had wheels he'd be a trolley car so let's bring it back to the great state of Ohio it's been pretty much a foregone conclusion I think among buck nutters that Princeton defensive lineman Darion Henry ended up in Ohio State's class he has scheduled his official visit. Has there been anything that's inspired that makes you think Henry will choose another school? I've seen plenty of pictures of him in SEC uniforms wrestling with Ed Orgeron.
1: Well, he just had his official visit to LSU, and it was a good one, and he was down there with his family. And they're impressed with LSU. He was impressed with Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, I, I like Ohio State's chances in the end. I would say no one's told me it's a foregone conclusion. I, I think that keeping Paris Johnson in the fold certainly helpful in that recruitment as well. He's been to Ohio State a bunch and loves the Buckeyes. And Larry Johnson, of course, does a good job with their D-line targets. So I like Ohio State, uh, but certainly not ruling out some of those SEC programs.
0: Yeah, So, Paris just transferred, for those who don't uh, know this, and I'm sure if you're a buck nutter, this is rehash, but Paris transferred from St. Xavier in Cincinnati to Princeton, where he will play alongside Darion Henry, which is important. St. X does not do uh, early graduation, so whoever gets Paris is going to get him early, and that's important. All right, here's our finishing topic, and I bring it up because if you are a Notre Dame expert, given your roots. I was having a discussion the other day about Ohio State competing for prospects. And I think if you look at it, the one thing you don't want to see on the recruiting show when you're talking about Ohio State is an offensive lineman they're competing for that has interest in Notre Dame. We talked about Reese Atterbury. We talked about Michael Comedy. Uh, those are targets for Ohio State. Notre Dame Crystal Balls are running for them. If you look at their roster and see guys like Liam Eikenberg and Quinn Carroll and Tommy Trainlitz, guys Ohio State really wanted. Sam Mustafers starting out with the Bears right now. That's another guy from East Council in D.C. they wanted. Am I correct in that Notre Dame has some kind of karma or some kind of juice with offensive linemen that Ohio State just does not have?
1: Well, first of all, most offensive linemen are high academic kids. So Notre Dame has a built-in advantage with that right off the, the cuff. And then they've kind of become offensive line You in college football. I don't have the data in front of me, but they've had a lot of first-round picks on the Brian Kelly at that position and a lot of guys get drafted. So there are those high profile guys are paying it out, getting developed. Notre Dame's certainly formidable when they're recruiting offensive linemen, but they don't go perfect against Ohio State. I mean, they, they wanted Josh Myers. They didn't get him. Um, Thayer Munford. Uh, yeah, he wasn't a Notre Dame guy. I think it's Zach Martin yep. to tell
0: you the truth. He's the best player on the Cowboys. He played he played left tackle for Notre Dame and moved to right guard and has been all-pro several times. So I don't know what it is, but well, if you Quint, look at that roster... Quentin Nelson
1: was all-pro. Quentin Nelson all-pro yep. is a rookie, right? And, and yeah. Ronnie Stanley was the first-round pick. Again, they've kind of become O-line U. They've had some good years, and it's been because of the offensive line.
0: No question. So... You bring us back to the current Reese Atterbury, very Michael Carmody should Ohio. State? I'm not saying give up, but it really feels like they're going to be
1: fighting Irish. Uh, I, I could see that happening. Uh, I've been told by some next level sources that Ohio state was an offer Carmody really wanted. So, uh, but obviously his brother plays basketball at Notre Dame His dad's a, dad's a very successful high school basketball coach. Um, I'm sure that there's an emphasis in that household. Uh, that speaks to a place like Notre Dame, but I know that Michael was really excited about his Notre Dame offer. Looks like a lot of my colleagues think Reese is going to go to Notre Dame. There you have it, Buck
0: Nutters. Positive news on Kendall Milton possibly. Princeton Trio may be coming to Columbus, and we'll be battling Notre Dame for offensive linemen down the stretch. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Steve, have a
1: safe flight. Take care, guys. See you all on the front row.